To enjoy this and other great episodes on Patreon, check out the link in the description and subscribe via the Black Kluge tier for full access to over 100 exclusive episodes. For those of you who would like some QF swag on TeePublic t-shirts, magnets, mugs, what have you, also click on the link in the description. Makes me feel like a... You know what, though? But none of that stuff impresses me. I'm not a big uh, star effer. I'm not All really... Right, stop it. Just stop. Run into stop, it. Stop, please. You think I'm a star effer? Why go? Because I've gotten friendly with uh, Kira. She lives in my neighborhood. That's because you're a star effer. No, she invites me to a million things. <laughs> Is that a star effer? She's a nice girl. What were you doing this weekend? I'm really into the Internet now. I've developed a love of the Internet. Mm -hmm. And I can't stand that this, this schlub... Phil Graham is screaming that we have to censor the internet. It's just, it's, it's repulsive to me. It's repugnant. Listen, I, I'm very well versed on the new technologies. You know what a SIM card is? Yes, I do. Okay. I do. I see it in my phone. Right. I take the you're battery. not only going to see it in your phone, you're going to see it in your car very soon, a SIM card. You know? Mm-hmm. And once that happens, it's called Game Changer. I never read the social media comments about this show. A, I can't stand social media because I hate that people have power now. You know, in the old days, if you hated me, you'd have to write a letter to the station. What do you think about Baba Booey? What do you think about Artie? Everyone likes Artie. Artie's super funny. They describe him as, you know, a little bit crude, but funny and uh, they likable. Baba Booey, everyone loves Baba Booey. I'm reading the research, and then it gets to me and they go, well, because Howard's so controversial, maybe this is the reason for the result. Like, 40% of the people kind of like me. The rest of them think I'm a fucking asshole. Really? Crude. Everybody disgusting. loves Artie. Oh, Artie, yeah. They love yeah, but them. are you sure they really know who me and Baba Booey are? I don't know. They like you. And the other thought I had was that if the FCC does take us off the air, how would we reach these millions of people that listen to us? Will we just fade away? What if we have an announcement to make to them or we want to communicate with them? This would be a great contingency. So make it free. Make it up there and let the fans have fun. And I didn't have any moderators, nothing. I said, anyone can write what they want. Yeah, so now when you go on there, there's like thousands of posts of just like, and I don't even know who the people are. It's almost like people who hate the show more than people who like it. And it's like you get on there and it's like, Stern sucks. He's a homo. Uh, Robin's a pain in the ass. That's a horse face. Uh, Artie's a, 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 a jack-off, um, you know, kill Howard. Oh, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> anyway, the birthday bash is there for you for free, and not because I couldn't sell it to a network. Yes, many networks did want it, but I thought this But who would nice. even think that way? I don't know, and it, the, the thoughts are so rapid. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Phil Horn, a.k.a. Jim Fix, and with me for part five of the Hurricane Sandy saga is Sam. How are you tonight, my dear? Are we on part four? No, we finished part four. That's up on YouTube right now. Oh, there's just so many parts to this <laughs> wonderful, <laughs> wonderful yeah, well, saga of, of will, understanding and being a good boss. I will tell you guys that it gets more and more infuriating as you go along, which is why I guess maybe I think the main reason why we're doling this out in segments over time, because if we had to do every single Sunday, Monday, like Sunday, Thursday, Wednesday episode or Tuesday episode, um, the way we do on Patreon, people would probably seek him and seek him out and kill him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not palatable in that many 
like the way you stack those episodes, if you did them boom, 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 you would want to hang yourself. Yeah, it's it, it, or at least like murder suicide or something. And yeah, we don't endorse something. that, obviously. But um, the uh, the thing is, he the last episode we closed up with it was a wrap up show segment, and surely that was there's there's like a surely trigger warning there. Like if you fucking hate surely, be prepared. There was plenty of him in that one. This one, there's no surely. They're back. They're, he's back in studio. Gary's at home and he's calling in. So this is either the following day. I think it's the following day. But uh, I, and of course, Shuli has still made it in. So there is some Shuli, but not nearly as much. And he's still as fucking obnoxious and unfunny as as you would expect. On Gary's part, I would have not called in. I would have lied and said my phone is disconnected. Oh, it was brutal. And so he goes after Doug Goodstein on this one, too, in, in earnest. And I guarantee there was definitely some. Well, we know it's passive aggressive. But in this episode, as you hear it, guys, you'll definitely hear. Howard turning on the Howard TV crew big time. Like everybody, all of a sudden it's like a siege mentality. It's me and the rest of you versus you, the rest of you. Do you think that maybe this saga was the input? I mean, I know he fired the TV crew before the 60th birthday, but do you think this was another part of that whole seed for fuck them? They're not coming to my 60th birthday. I think it was used against them by Marcy, let's say. Like, he he might have brought it up. Look, when we had this uh, hurricane said, because he got so much negative feedback from this when he was still, you know, sifting through stuff and probably looking himself on the message boards. In fact, we know he was. And universally, people said, yeah, Gary might have been an idiot for continually going into the studio, <laughs> but but it doesn't mean Howard's still not an asshole. Yeah, and it's like the true narcissist when they get busted for being complete asshole shitheads, it's everybody else's fault for pointing it out. And mm-hmm. it's, and it's their fault for t- it's, it's the people that he employs. It's their fault too. It's just crazy. <laughs> right. And this is a whole gaslighting segment. This is it's a gaslighting seminar. What, like, I'm not telling you anything. What are you saying? You're an idiot. You're fuck. I can't depend on you. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> it literally is. Let me let me fuck you in the ass and then tell you it wasn't me. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Good morning, everybody. Ah, that hair. And we are here <laughs> live at Sirius XM. Well, some of us are. Shuli is here. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's the Fonzie of satellite radio. Oh my <laughs> he's God. got the leather jacket. You go back a couple years, Fillmore, and that image was startling. That rug and the jacket. Blah. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, do we confirm that this was pre-dentures, pre-new implants or whatever? I'm not sure. I can't remember. I got to get back into it a little. I'll be able to hear the dentures if they're there. <laughs> yeah. he is here. Robin is here. Fred is here. Yes. These are the guys you these are the guys you want to go to war with. No, uh, there are other guys here. JD Harmeyer is here. Jim McClure is here. Um who else is here? Uh Steve Brandano is here, who has just been promoted to executive producer. You know what this is kind of crazy. Think about this, Fillmore. We don't even know who works at the Howard Stern show, really. I mean would we ever get a roll call now? Like, who's here today? <laughs> we barely even get them in studio. He is just happy to take up all the oxygen these days. 
Well, yeah, it is the Howard Stern solo broadcast show, which, you know, I, I don't, this is the thing that I really don't understand. He, he's got full NPD and he believes that he is the be all and end all of his own show. Correct. Yeah. In his mind. Yeah. Right. So why does he have to have these people with him? Why does he have to have notes? Why? I mean, notes, I understand. But why does he have to have things done for him if he is all that? Like, doesn't that get punctured by your NPD bubble? Doesn't that, like, bring your delusions to a crashing halt when you were contingent on other people handing you shit? Or do you just not see it? So it's the reality, I suppose. I don't know. I don't think he sees it. But I also just think it's interesting that, you know, at least we used to knew we knew the characters on the show. And now Mm -hmm. it's like he only brings them on for gay shit, games. And... That's about it. Unless he sets up some sort of scenario, like we're going to have JD do something stupid today. We're going to have Richard and Sal do something gay today. We're going to have, mm-hmm. you know, Chris Wilding come in and regalus of his asshole tales. You know, it's yeah. just, it's, it's They're not genuine. Real life puppets. No. Real life it, puppets it all over they again. Are. Yep. Ganji <laughs> <laughs> here, oddly enough. He's running. I guess my my question was going to be, why doesn't he do really do it by himself if he thinks he's all that? I guess at the base of it, even through his delusion, he knows he needs all this shit. Well, it would have been the perfect opportunity for Sandy. You come in by yourself in a bunker and show us what you got, motherfucker. Yeah, let's bring you back to Detroit radio. Yeah, do it. Come on, spin those tunes. Yes. <laughs> Whole show by himself, practically. You know, it's so weird. Uh... So many people around here were offered a hotel room to stay in and do this show. And I, for the life of me, I don't understand why they... I mean, Gary was like, well, I have to be with my family. I have well, to protect my house. And how are you protecting your house exactly? I, I, that's why I kept asking that question. How are you going to protect the house? What's a pussy. I could turn on the generator. And I love all the people who write me in the email. You know, you're very mean to Gary. It's like, well, yeah, you're probably going nowhere in life, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're probably a loser, too. I, I just don't have that mentality. Okay, What's so the you mentality? Gotta, well, you're going to be a loser, too, because you called in sick during a fucking night. Like a, a, like a, what do you call it? A statewide emergency. It's not, yeah, it's not even calling in sick. It's, hey, by the way, the bridges and tunnels are shut down. We're not supposed right. to be driving anywhere. Yeah. But I'm going to go for some crap satellite radio show. It's, it's, like, the thing is, I don't believe this was pitched to him. Like, it wasn't like someone in the back room said, you know what would be great during this whole thing is if you showed up and berated the fucking staff, the <laughs> ones that didn't show up. And, you know, that'll be really funny. And that'll create some harmony in the workplace and everybody will get a big kick out of it. And the ratings will go through the roof. This yeah, was no, literally, <laughs> this was literally him. Like, if someone said, you can't have your blue cup today. What the fuck do you mean I can't have my blue cup? That's exactly what this was on a larger scale. Yeah, it is. And, you know, even when he just said, uh, they said we were going to get like some hotel rooms or something. Yeah, that was the plan that you guys on a whim decided. <laughs> what are you talking about? The last minute contingency plan. They're that probably... was the last minute. Con- we didn't even know if Tim Sabian was paying it for out of pocket expenses at that point, you know? Right. So, that ti- yeah, because that titanic- you didn't plan for this. Yeah. That's why this is happening. 
that tourist vessel that they're looking for now that went down with the Titanic <laughs> had more contingency plans. <laughs> I know. That is so, I just, you know, they were saying who was on board that submersive. And they're all billionaires. And I was thinking to myself, this is what you get with stupid rich money. You go $250,000 to look at some hunk of fucking metal that you could have seen on a James Cameron movie and you didn't have to risk your life. Shut up. That's what that's what I didn't understand. I guess that's what stupid money does. I guess you go, you know what? It's not enough to see 8K video taken by this very same company that's on YouTube. You want to go... In shitty screens on board and look at some different footage of the same thing. You want to go miles underground. You have no idea what's down there. Und totally dark. Uh, underwater. <laughs> I know. All you yeah. have to do is turn on YouTube or pop in the Titanic DVD. That old lady looking at it in the beginning of the movie. There's perfect footage of it. Yeah, it's 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 been it's it's not I doubt it's going to be well it might be improved if as long as it lasts but um the <laughs> there was the red the red reddit of course is right on top of it one one of the guys posted when can I get a tour of the tour boat for touring the Titanic <laughs> <laughs> Oh man I know it is it's got to be a terrifying way to die because you're losing oxygen by the day. So you know that you're coming up on your last day of oxygen. You're probably, they might even be sleeping at this point because once it gets so I, low, uh, no, I think I don't, you fall I, asleep, right? No, I th I think they've something happened and it imploded. And then the time it takes to, the by the time you've realized it, you're already dead. Like it's that, with that kind of pressure, I think it's something like 110, 115 times the normal pressure uh, of being in the water. Uh, you're just, you're just completely, you're into, you're made into mincemeat, I think. And oh. so if that's the case, and so they're looking what, and, and anyway, guys, I hate to, to bring you down on that topic, but one of the other it, things on Reddit was um, uh, the, the, the Titanic claims another bunch of worthless billionaires. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like you're supposed to have compassion, but you know, for the rich, for really stupid rich people, which I was talking about this with Len. Wouldn't your instinct be, we're going to go in this little coffin Ugh. with no, like we can't really see anything except on video screens anyway, I believe. And uh, there, there's very good chance that we will not ever, like there are more chances that we won't survive this than we'll become, come back alive. I know I was re I was watching the news reports and those like, uh, you know, things they have to sign before they go. And it's like death, yeah, death, death, death. <laughs> Why would you do this? And then on top of it, <laughs> this thought's really bad. But yeah. when it when they were explaining how much one eat how much money each one was worth, I kept thinking, wow, somebody in that family is throwing a party. <laughs> well, <laughs> you think you think the wife is the inheritance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's yeah. she, she's crushed uh no i think that um what what the uh what was it uh just i was just thinking about it the um <laughs> this is what i wrote the sub used elon musk's satellite technology to communicate with the service but when the occupants wouldn't pony up for their blue check marks checkmate <laughs> <laughs> Should have did it beforehand. I was also thinking, this reminds me of that asshole, Jeff Bezos, who's like going up in his dick rocket. It's like yeah. the same concept. You know, if he exploded like the Challenger, I wouldn't give a fuck. Most people wouldn't. No, people, people with, with, you know, working class people wouldn't give a flying fuck anyway, guys. So, so they're on a different scale. Another rich asshole with complete delusions here that we're covering could and it, expecting his peons to come in. 
but couldn't Howard, don't you just wish he was one of those rich assholes who like to do things like this? Like, oh, yeah. please, God, be well, on the, the submersive vessel in a coffin and not be found. Right. In Oscar the Grouch's garbage can, basically. And then, <laughs> and then and this, and then we're going up to like, going up to climb Everest wearing nothing but Speedos or something, you know? I, know. I mean, like, or those blue trunks. So I think I did a Photoshop of that already. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think the, the comparison is like, you, you expect everything to go the way you want. These moneyed people, these rich people, assholes and i'm feel sorry for their families because that is brutal no matter how much money you have uh-huh, uh for them is. i mean obviously we're you know we're being it's gallows humor guys uh maybe it's too soon i don't know maybe it's not soon enough for some of you but um the idea the whole point is they thought their money was going to protect them they thought that if you yes. pay two hundred fifty thousand, you're shielded with like greenbacks <laughs> the greenbacks will float you to the top I guarantee the you they looked at they looked at that waiver the way you download an app and just say accept and you don't yeah. read the contract. That's the right. way they looked at that fucking waiver. I guarantee yeah. it. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's continue with some more of the King of Delusion. Hey, Gary called me last night, you know, in the middle of the storm, big uh-huh. storm. And he says, uh, what is the mechanism by which you are coming in? What? what what mechanism will help you to determine when you are coming in? I said, what? Okay, that sounds like Bowie making another stupid statement. He he didn't mean to see. He didn't. He said mechanism. If if Howard's correct, but but um, he probably it's like meant a to rubric. say what's what's de- what's determining whether you're yeah. coming in. What do you basically? What's your criteria for coming in? Not yeah. your me- mechanism. <laughs> mechanism. Yeah. I think it's called a car. Right, like. <laughs> You know, they have those certain, I don't know, like, think about it like terror levels. Remember how they used to be like orange, right. red, yeah. you know, I'm not getting up on a plane on a red day, but maybe Oop on is, a yellow it, day. <laughs> Oop, it's Defcon buoy. I've got to go in. Mechanism. <laughs> mechanism will determine when I'm coming in. Wow. I said, here's the mechanism, Gary. I'm going to get up tomorrow. And, and if the uh, world's still here. If the world's here, I'm going to go over to Sirius <laughs> and do a radio show. I don't know. Well, that's my mechanism. Well, what, 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 he was asking me again, how, what mechanism is he using right, right. to determine, you know, and, and I was just like, I, I don't know how to answer that question. What, well, I'm not your daddy. I mean, what do you want me to do? I, I don't know how to answer that question. Who am I supposed to direct that question to then? You're my boss. You're the one that wants us here. So what do you want me to do to determine? <laughs> what is it? Listen. <laughs> From Gary's refrigerator to this, to a, like a, an actual state emergency, from top to bottom, a rudderless ship. No kidding. He's like Dorothy before she, you know, gets conked in the head and goes to Oz. She's just like blowing around trying to get the the doors, yep. the cellar shut. That's what Bowie yep. is right now. Yep. I told you, take a hotel room in the city and be here. That's what my father taught me. My father made it into work no matter what. Well, you know, you know, I used to work in hospitals. There was no such thing as, you know, you just don't come in. I mean, meanwhile, Robin's at home right now, by the way. There's the irony. She should shut the fuck up. That's a great point. I always forget that when we do this is that she's not even there. No, she's on, she's been on an I And keep in mind, guys, this wasn't a contingency. She was on an ISDN since she went back from since she got finished with her cancer surgery. So she was always, you know, and that was the stupidest thing. You announced she has cancer. 
and then you keep her off the air, but then you act like she's in studio when she's clearly not. Why? I know. Anyway, I we've know. I've asked that before. I hate to go over old ground like that, guys. Sometimes a little bit of repetition. I apologize, please. Bill Goodstein hasn't been here for two days. That is one dude. If I'm ever in a war, that's the Don't one dude. Yeah, I'd rather be against him. <laughs> he has got to be the biggest fucking pussy on two feet. He's and I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he. I mean, I love that. If I his analogy is always about if I was ever in a war, go to war, be in the trenches. Right. You would never be in any of that. You would be a draft dodger if I've ever seen one. He'd be leading the fucking Persians around the 300 Spartans lines. He'd be, he'd be like the hunchback doing the Ephialtes, whatever. He would be uh, Benedict Arnold. He would be some fucking turncoat completely. Just stolen a coward. Just don't Valor, kill me. Stolen yeah. Valor certain. He'd put on somebody else's coat and hope that nobody remembers. Yes, he'd be Robin at the end of the marathon with all the gear covering up her number and her face. <laughs> Hiding her fucking head behind two big bagels. Wearing coveralls, like bringing coveralls to God, everything about her. <laughs> Yesterday, there was absolutely no issue with getting in and out of the city. Well, how would he know that, bull? Well, you know, I mean, there's no guarantee. Yeah, well, how would you know it? You left after your show was finished. You literally left at what noon and the thing started in, in earnest around four something that, um, so this is, so he went in, <laughs> he must have like a direct, I'd, I'd love to know what the situation is. His limousine that they actually, as far as I know, the car, the car goes in the elevator with him. So parking garage car. And then it, I believe it goes with him to a certain level. Then he has his own personal private elevator. He doesn't ever have to go into the main foyer. Of serious, he doesn't need an ID card. I know. I kind of think of it like you know how there's underground tunnels in Washington and the White House, sure. and if there's ever, yeah, th and then they bunker down in the Situation Room or whatever. I kind of picture it like that. So yeah. what is he complaining about? You know, Bowie <laughs> does not have that car elevator. Sorry, no, he doesn't. Keys in life, but there was nothing happening. But the offices were closed. Yeah. But they were told to stay home because the offices are not our offices. <laughs> in demand. I don't. I don't know where in demand offices are. Maybe they're downtown. That's not where he works. No, he works here, and I'm here, and everybody else is here. Hey, you know. I don't know. Every, everyone's so fucked up with the work. It's crazy. Well, you know, these guys aren't even of the generation I'm talking about, but, you know, they give seminars now to teach people how to talk to the new generation because you just can't say, go do this. No, <laughs> they don't know from that. Well, like Scott, the engineer hasn't been here in two days and you know that was going to happen. I mean, you well, just know. Uh, I remember 9-11. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I went home with Scott. Yeah. And I looked at Scott at some point in the evening. I said, he'll never get to work tomorrow. Right. I got to get out of here. Right, he doesn't even consider it. <laughs> and what are you talking about? You went home with him. He t he took he dropped you off home, and you had to shit on him anyway. And what does that have to do, do you, the next day? You coming in by yourself? Slumber party for Robin and Scott? I don't know. I mean, that's a weird statement. 
By the way, what seminars are these two ever going to about how to talk to the new generation? Is that, is I don't that know, where you got I, well, all your tips on how to sexually harass your staff? Well, Robin, Robin was not too far away from uh, doing get doing those seminars from Landmark to uh, to avoid demasculating men. <laughs> I love that one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so demasculating or unemasculate? Anyway, whatever. Like she was, she was, she did this big apology. You think I'm sorry for all to all men for demasculating them, whatever. And I remember it was it was kind of like um, it was right before she went in for cancer, and then afterwards she still had like an apology round with Jackie and a few other people. That must have been like a make a men segment of uh, Landmark Forum because she, for all for all we know, she thought she that was the end. Like she wasn't going to have. Yeah. They probably told her you've got up to five years left, so whatever you want we can't guarantee anything past that. So whatever you got to do, do it in that time. I really was wondering do you, if it was a landmark form or probably a combination of thinking she's going to die and. Well, that, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, yeah, mostly that, but I, I think, but there was one, I remember the lady and she mentions her, I have the audio, I, I, I have the audio, but I, I can't play it now. Um, the, this person, Stephanie, something I think her name was not related to Ronnie Stephanie. Um, the the thing was, uh, she had a website, and it was all about it was she was like one of these you know teach yourself to be a better woman that kind of thing. It, the lo- website's long gone, so it was like a Dr. Ronnie flash in the pan shit. So I spent two hours finding my way through the streets to get home so I could go to work on my own in yeah, the morning. Exactly. Tim Sabian's here. Jim McClure is here. I mean, you know, these guys, they know that someone's got to put the show on. Someone had to be here. I had my (laughs) ISDN line set up last night as well and made contingency plans. And I said, if I can't get in, I'll do it on the ISDN line. I don't know. I I just don't get it. Well, when I, you know, started to have this problem, I immediately said, get that ISDN line working and make sure it works. There you go. Yeah, well, then if you really cared, you would have installed the, at that time, expensive ISDN line in every single house. Yeah, if it if the show and everybody's presence matter mattered that much, you would have spent your budget on hooking up everybody's homes, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. Nope. There you go. That's it. Woman has missed a day. I mean, Robin's here. Whether there's illness, whether I don't know. Somehow she does it. She's here. <laughs> She's got the ISDN line. What is he talking right. about? He's nuts. Yeah, no, this is complete delusion, and it, you, you know, it's it's driving over a pothole and acting like you just didn't destroy your fucking axle. I know, and you're right. Who decided that it was a good idea to just do keep doing roll call all morning? Who's mm-hmm. here? And then yeah. basically bitch and complain about something you can't do anything about. Do you think this, why bother coming in then? Right, and don't address the fact that in-demand uh, staff were told not to by the higher ups. They're saying, no, we're making an executive decision that has to be made. You're not going in. We don't want to be anybody. We don't want, uh, we're not going to be liable for you guys going in. So don't go in. That's exactly right. They, because Howard wouldn't take responsibility if anything happened to them trying to get in. He would right. be paying, ma- making payments out to their families if they died on the way into work or some sort of massive problem. So, and he, he mentioned Ganji was in there. I don't know if that point is Ganji c- 
completely part of in demand or does he straddle the line or is he both? Because if they're not, if in demand staff is not allowed to be there or they have to, they pick one per, they had one volunteer to be in there to man everything. Okay. Maybe that's the situation. I'm not sure exactly how it worked out. Doug, unfortunately, I don't think he, maybe he does in later wrap up shows. I'm going to have to dig that up. Explain why it was possible for Ganji to be there when everybody else said no. Maybe it was a seniority thing. That still doesn't make sense to me. It's either all or nothing. I assume because I'm telling you, Howard probably milked Ganji out of sympathy and loyalty and just uh, threw him some free things every once in a while. But you're going to still do things for me, even though you're yeah, working no. for Howard TV. So he's going to try to get him for all he can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know how many other people would do that. I've limped in. I've crawled. Yeah, I mean, I've seen her. <laughs> it's a bitch. job. Not fun all the time, but it's a job. You do it. You could chop your head off, you'd still be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could chop Robin's head off and still be at work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to go home. What nerve. Robin wasn't limping in after her marathon party. Remember? She was fine. Yeah, she was fine. She had Chinese food. Jesus, that's the first thing you reach for when you just finish a marathon. <laughs> I mean, why? What are you going to do? Oh, if a tree falls on the house, I've got to... I... If the I'm tree falls here. on the house, I mean, if the tree falls on the house, it, what are you going to do? Are you gonna he do? really thinks he can get a tree off a house? There are people who could help me, and then I can patch up the hole. <laughs> You're like, okay. <laughs> I got the top. It's Armageddon. <laughs> what do you think's happening? No, now, this morning I'm listening to, you know, people having been killed by tree limbs. And Gary's going to go out and fight one. Right. Well, I'm fine. Well, he's got those beaver teeth. <laughs> no, I mean, I love people's email, too. I'm a big fan, but you are being a huge dick about Gary. <laughs> if you cared about Gary and his family, you wouldn't be such a condescending asshole. I can guarantee you the guy who wrote this letter mm. at best is a part-time worker at McDonald's. <laughs> I guarantee fucking tea it. Uh, why, why, how can you guarantee that? How can he's, you guarantee he's got a job, can't? shows up, he's a worker. Yeah. And by the way, he's one of your listeners. So way to yeah. treat up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trust me, you do not get anywhere with that attitude. You said Gary is deserting the show. I didn't say that. Never did you say that. You're such a miserable person that you have no understanding. This is a guy who is definitely coddled by his mother. This <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh so is the guy who would shit his pants to get his oh. mother's attention. Oh, my God. Shopping for negligees. <laughs> for your wife's fucking oh, lingerie. Oh, my God. With your mother. You got to marry that girl. His wife and his mother packed his bags for him to move to Detroit. <laughs> and then she unpacked and repacked. <laughs> you have no understanding that people's families are more important than work. I didn't say. You don't bring the family to New York. Yeah, right. Keep your family safe. <laughs> Divorce them. <laughs> <laughs> don't spend any time with them. <laughs> There's this great beard agency. I'll tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> Go out and slay the tiger. <laughs> Most people care about their homes and family. Well, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to rebuild my home? What am I, Amish? <laughs> this guy wrote, Gary's a dumbass. 
<laughs> I've been through three hurricanes in which the eye passed over my head. The only reason I stayed was because I had no homeowner's insurance and nowhere else to go. Gary, listen to Boff. You can rebuild a house, but you can't replace your life or the lives that you care about. Being 10 stories up in New York City would be a smarter thing to do. Yeah. I said, if you care about your family, get Mary and Lucas in here and, and, right. and, and put them in a hotel, which we're providing for you. And forget the house. Yeah. And, and the house will be fine. Well, this guy, this guy obviously gets it. Oh, so he brings up the hotel like that was a sure thing. But remember at the beginning, he was like, what is this thing about the hotel or something? We're going to put them up. <laughs> yeah. Foot, Gary, yeah, foot the bill for the hotel. Bring the family in there and uh, everybody stay in there. Meanwhile, there's like a three occupancy. You know, you, you have to get a suite because there are four of them. And that and who's paying for that on Bowie's salary? Come on. Yeah, and fuck your dog because there's no way that dog. Those animal lovers, Stearns, they're not going to let you bring your dog. <laughs> not a chance. Gary, don't fall for Howard's nonsense. Yeah, you know when the boss is a bad man. Right. Can I depend on you? Howard's an asshole. There are millions of listeners who can't wait until Beth leaves him. Oh. That day is coming. There's <laughs> some guy on Twitter wrote, I hope Beth dies in the storm, and oh. I hope your parents die in the storm. Those like, are your fans. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, those are my fans. People yeah. are so... Then I looked up the guy who wrote that, and he's up on some sort of charges or something. I don't know. <laughs> Where, is... where, where did you find this? Okay, so he did some back research on that guy. I wonder what his law enforcement's connections are, because you can't really get people's rap sheets unless it's something in the news. Uh, yes, and if the person's post posting as themselves from Rikers Island. That's probably, it's just so crazy to me that he just said that. Does he really He just made up that? a lie. Like on the spot, yeah. of course, about, yeah, like, okay, I, I listen, I'm uh, my Perry Mason attorney went, looked this guy up and, <laughs> you know, he dug up, he did some research and this guy's doing time for a fucking extortion. So fuck him. Yeah, it's probably made up, you know, just like, remember, he used to say, I'm going to find this guy. Remember when they used to be mean to him on social media and he'd say, I, well, I, I know who you are. I, I, I'm I have finding people, you. I'm gonna, I, got I have people. people looking up the people who bully me on Twitter. <laughs> bully <laughs> That's the word he used. Here's the question. Here's a question for you. Real, it's in in a serious in a serious manner. Um, do you think at this point, it's 2012, whatever, whatever it was. Uh, yeah, end of 2012. Um, that at this point, it was a struggle for him to find positive email. Uh, yeah, I do. So he's reading the negative. He's, he only it's reads been, two negative been, and one positive. But I, I imagine the ratio was more like nine to one. Every year it goes down. Every year that Artie's been gone, it's gone down. I guarantee oh, yeah, def it. Des yeah, definitely. Um, and so, and do you think that, I don't know, maybe I'm sure, I'm sure there's always, there's always a couple people there. Even when we covered this, there were people on our own Patreon who were like, listen, I hate to stick up for Howard, but you know, he has no, not understanding at all the point of this. I know it's crazy. I just, I, I don't even bother with that. I'm just like, whatever, poof, blowing that comment off. Um, yeah. I, I think that every year too, it builds with the audience, the level of dishonesty and not transparency. So you have the Artie going into the ether, no transparency, no mention pretty much after the first few months. And then you have all these like kind of side characters going by the wayside, like Dominic. Um, then you have Robin having cancer. Now she's at home. Things are weird. Nothing's being talked about. It's like, so these secrets build and then you have Hurricane Sandy. And I think people just fucking unload it because it's a combination so. of all of it. 
Yeah. And I mean, the storm affected quite a few people. It wasn't just the New York. It wasn't the New York City area specifically. It was all over uh, the east, uh, the eastern uh, seaboard. So uh, whoever was affected. um, I remember Chris Christie and Obama got together and that was like a big bipartisanship moment. They were like all huggy, lovey, like helpful. And it was a real like, you know, kumbaya moment. (laughs) Moment, yeah. I don't know if it's the I same guy. A shock. Yeah, I said, let me look up this guy, see what he's up to. <laughs> That's the guy. It's got Gary's back. Yeah. Crickets. And Gary kept making a big thing about somebody <laughs> being at my house. Mm. Somebody was at my house. Oh, Gary went off on me yesterday. Mm. That uh, he attacked me. On the oh yeah, yeah, show. yeah, yeah. I heard that. It's funny to me. I haven't, I haven't earned the right to in goof on Gary. In the wrap-up show, he attacked you? Yeah. Basically, he was saying, I haven't earned the right to goof on him. And I'm uh, arrogant. <laughs> and he, uh, he, When did he say he didn't have the right to goof on him? He said, they all, they all piled on you. Go look at episode four, guys. They all piled on you because you were doing a shitty version of Stuttering John, and you were not nearly as funny. You weren't funny. There's so much dead air between everything he said. You know, you just know that truly for all his bullshit bluster and he gets, he notice he gets more slovenly as the fucking unfunny continues from day to day. Um, you know that he, when he went home, he was like, I fucked up. I bombed so badly. There's no way he thinks he did a good job if, like, unless he's as deluded as Howard. But you know that he went home to his wife and said, ah, fuck, I missed my shot. This was, I didn't, I didn't shine. Well, get up tomorrow, honey, and you're going to do a great job today. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, today. <laughs> the wind's whistling through the house. Yeah, oh but the, in reality, he's really pissed at you. Right. And and he doesn't he doesn't have the cojones to come after you. Right. So he's going to go after me of for, course. for doing my job. Right. Which is entertaining you as far right. as I'm concerned. Exactly. <laughs> you're my audience. Exactly. What? You're a it news. Is... You're supposed to be in the news. Uh, Your job is not entertaining Howard. Your job is to entertain us, Julie. That's your mm-hmm. job. And <laughs> you should have been fired ages ago. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Alabama, here you come. But it's just crazy to me. He's sitting, oh, it's not funny to explain why, why you're being picked on. You know, like, it's not funny. Nobody feels sorry for you. You were a dick to Gary and you weren't funny. Now, if you were, you performed well, that's a different story. But you well, on the, And on the wrap-up show, he's owning it, but here he's acting like the little fucking injured fawn. Like, Gary wouldn't let me bu- bust his balls. You said, I have enough right to. He didn't say anybody you would have the right to. He said, just expect a little back backlash uh, if you go after these people that you're throwing under the bus. I mean, he, from the start, Shuley would do that. I remember one time he called in and he had a game. Something like, I'm going to tell you some things Ronnie said at the party, and you tell me if you believe that he said them. And it was all like stuff with the N-word, you know, MF N-word, you know. Do you think Uh he said it? Or Howard's like, yes. Do you think he said the C-word? Yes. You know, all these things. Like telling on Ronnie before he was even on the show. He was still living in Vegas at the time and being, uh, you know, he, he must have attended some function with Ronnie there and decided, I'm going to narc on Ronnie. That's so wormy, but what a surprise because he is yeah. one. I just think bring your A game today then, Shuli. But no, he comes in and he's whining, whinging little fuck. Yeah. No one, no one, um, 
no one would respect it. At least go in there and own it. Like just stay the same way you were on the wrap up show. Still, no one's going to laugh, but at least you're going to be staying the course that you originally were on. Now you're going under this like little hiding under a tarp and going, Oh, look, I'm, I'm in now, now who's looking to Howard and, and like begging for some kind of cover, like some help because, Oh, Gary was going after me. He's she's chicken shit now because he knows he blew his load, shoot, like throwing them all under the bus by being uh-huh. in there and shitting on them. And thinking Howard's going to like, oh, he's going to bestow some extra fucking like blessings on me because I showed up. And he now sees it's come to nothing. I am not getting this chair no matter if this went on. If the Hurricane Sandy went on for two more years, he would not have me in this chair. No, he wouldn't. No. In the meantime, Gary, you should fire anybody who goes along with Howard's can I depend on you nonsense. Gary should fire him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quit being an asshole, Howard. This is a huge storm. Wall Street shut down. All schools in New Jersey are closed. <laughs> Tons of other businesses are closed. Or workers are working from home. Give Techno Beaver a break. It's fine. I told him, go home. We want from me. <clears throat> he wants to be home with his family in case of emergency. Doug gets him to hold up with that family for like, like, he doesn't even give a second thought about coming in. You know I'm what sorry. He's doing. Kudos, Doug. <laughs> Doug's the smart one. <laughs> if I could, if I could really slap up Doug right now and bring him in, yeah. I would. <laughs> oh yeah, big time. Watching TV. Yeah, I mean, what is he doing? Games. Yeah, what is Doug Goodstein <laughs> doing? No protecting the family going on. I just want to picture Doug right now listening to this with a big bowl of corn pops watching fucking whatever on TV doing nothing and laughing. I'm getting drunk all day, you loser. Oh, fuck yeah. He's running around with that those bug eyes of his taking fucking pictures. <laughs> yeah, he's probably photographing or recording the storm. Yeah. Putting all those precious baby clothes in a higher ground. So yeah, I'll tell you what it is. He doesn't want to miss the storm. He's like having fun in the storm. Yeah, he's and taking the on, photos. Yeah, taking rainbows. Yeah. I know exactly what the fuck this guy's doing. Yeah, this is surely shooting his wad. Like he's already fucked up. He's fucked on everybody in the backstaff <sighs> for an attempt at the brass ring and he failed. And now he's like, well, I'm going to be eating shit the rest of the time I'm here. And I'm certain after this, Bowie had like, I'm sure Bowie had no time for him anyway. But after this, I'm sure if it was the case and we discussed this, I think a little before any endorsements, any gigs, if, if Gary knew about it, he was not going to pass him on to Shuley just out of spite. And I wouldn't blame him. How many ideas uh, do you think ended up in the waste paper basket in the writers' meetings from Shuley after this? And I also have to say, I'm glad, so glad he brought up the baby clothes. Way to bring back the hits, Shuley, you fucking turd. And yep. Howard didn't even pick up on it. That's how no. bad it is. He just yeah. let it sit there. Well, in Shuley's mind... He's bringing up, he's like, let me bring up my greatest hits. Remember when I was on the show for the baby closely? <laughs> Remember when I, oh, came in last and get John's job? Maybe I shouldn't go down this road. <laughs> Wait, what else do I have? Uh... There's, oh, if God, you think I... about it. If you think about it, there's not a whole lot of Shuley on Howard TV over those years. The, those great years, even later, there's not a shitload of him on there. And there's almost better... no memorable moments. If he doesn't start busting out Tan Mom soon, we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. And it's fine. I'm not telling anyone to come into work because God forbid you tell someone to come into work, then they sue you because you <laughs> put them in danger. I don't give a shit if anybody showed up for work. I. <laughs> That's then... why we've devoted a saga to this. <laughs> <laughs> look at his face. Oh, such a punchable dweeb. Why does he look like an old man going through puberty? <laughs> 
<laughs> he really does look like the kid. What was the kid's name? I forget, I forget his name. The on the Wonder Years, the 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 friend. Um, oh, um, it's uh, not God, Wayne. It's it's. No, no, that's the brother. Um, I know. What was his name? What was his name? Anyway, uh, the kid, he looks exact like he would have been. That kid would have been a perfect young Howard if they ever made a Howard Stern in the high school years. Yeah, it would have. Yeah. That's Marilyn Manson, casting. too. <laughs> that's not a compliment to the poor fellow. No. Yeah. This, all I, this is what set off the firestorm. All I said is, I'm coming into work. Oh, both is coming into work, but what if Mary gets hit by a tree? I, I said, I don't know what to tell you. I'm coming into work. You can come in or not. Last night, I'm on the phone with him again. What is the mechanism by which you're going to decide? I, I think that's the most. How many, how many drops can we have of trees falling on things, wind whistling, and this motherfucker talking about tree jokes and trees hitting houses? We're on number 200. Well, have you laughed? Like, this is the thing. You did hear this before, okay? And we've listened to bits before, and we still laugh at them, right? You know, that we do Beth's Secret Stash, those episodes, or we play things that we know are kind of iconic to the stern world, right? right. And we enjoy them every time we listen. The the, the blue eyes, the, not the blue iris, the um, Kathy Jones, already la laughing at Kathy yeah. Jones. Things that are, like, evergreen. You're listening to this now, and, like, I know you. If you found something really funny, you're going to fucking laugh. You haven't yeah. laughed at Howard's thing, except ironically when he puts his foot in his mouth. Of course. I laughed at the first time we did this saga. The part, you know, you haven't heard in a while when Fred's playing the trampoline noises and I'm thinking about yes. Gary just flying away with that trampoline. You know, the imagery of it. It was funny. But then they keep hammering the same joke. And yes. Julie's supposed to be there so they don't keep saying tree jokes. Right. Do something. No, no way. And he also the dynamic has changed, though. So it's not even that he can't, you know, he's he, he couldn't already would if he already's role changed on the show. It used to be sort of a quick one liner when there was a pause. Then he was able to, like, throw out actual questions and independently, like in the middle of an interview, sometimes even I've got to ask a question, Howard. And, and Howard would let him. He had the latitude. Without Hardy in that studio, that dynamic changed completely, and now it became way more Howard-centric, obviously, but Howard and Robin, but specifically Howard, he sucked up all that fucking Hardy time, and he'll be damned if he's going to free worker next to him. No, he's never giving that back. No, no way. He missed it. He missed having that extra bit of me, me, me. And I'll tell you what, not only did he miss it, but he hated the adulation Hardy got from taking that time away and big time and any any and it hits he got by not having him back not even allowing him to come back and say goodbye to the fans that kind of thing nothing just was, sweeping him under the rug it was must listen radio mm -hmm. and then, well, and then it became <laughs> must sell radio beautiful sentence yeah yeah and i was just like i don't know i don't know gary and then he said to me, well, what, what he was saying is, what is my mechanism for coming into work? I said, Gare, don't come well, in. You know what it was? It was, where's your cutoff switch? Yeah. And and I said, um, you know, Beth said to me, why don't you stay home and take a day off? I go, because, hey, I'm supposed to be here. I'm, uh, there's no reason I shouldn't try. I'll do my best. He's not fucking up his summer schedule, that's for sure. He's not sacrificing not a, not a, a day in the Hamptons for this shit. no. No, he has he has a weird um uh what's the what's the word? He has Contracts. a weird 
But Sirius no, no, no. He says he has, it ahead of time. So he says his well, plan no. days off, right? Yeah, no, I know that. But he has a weird uh, obstinance about vacation days like he can he can take a day off if there's really something he he doesn't want to do it but most of the times most of the times he's like no i don't want to deviate from these days that i've scheduled to be somewhere he's probably got fucking flights planned months in advance if he's going to be going out of country or something like pre-pandemic obviously but he does has this thing where he does not he he resents having to make up a fucking day of work most of us, that's a matter of course. You get a sick day, whatever, you're covering. You're, eventually, you may have to make it up or something like that, If you, unless you have them accumulated and it's a union thing or whatever. But otherwise, people are like, yeah, I took a day off. I got to make it up. He would be like, no, no fucking way. Yeah, because I am sure the way that his contract is, is they have those set times. These are your vacation times. But I'm guessing he does get sick days, which he doesn't take. Fine. I don't know what he does with those, but okay. I'm sure he gets them either paid back or they go into vacation days. I'm not sure. Either way, yeah. he does it. You're right. He will not variate from that. No, he will not deviate. And the I think is um, he the 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 thing is if he's got. I know a few people like this actually. And my dad was a go to work kind of guy. Absolutely. By the when he t- retired, he had something like 180 days saved up that wow. he ended up getting paid for. Yeah. And he couldn't accumulate anymore. He, once he got to the 180 days, the, his, the, the lady at the, um, accounting basically said, you know, you've got to, uh, start calling in sick, even if you're not sick, because you can't accumulate anymore. Like you'll get paid, but you won't get any more sick days. And he's like, okay. And by the, so when he got to like 62, 63, he started taking advantage of that by using the fucking sick days. Yeah. That's. I mean, my mom did the it's, same thing, but she got you take it the last three years of your salary so you can yeah. tack that on to it yeah. so it makes your salary higher and that's your retire you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not doing that. No. I said to Gary, I think you should stay in the city if you want to be in a work. No, I got to be home married. Fuck you. You're an asshole. I go, no, 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 no. I said, if you want to be here, st- we have a hotel for you. If you don't, go home. Why is that so, why is that an angry boss? It was so crazy. But you're making me feel stupid and guilty. I go, well, that's your problem. I didn't tell you to do anything. You're good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. This is uh, this is where you get in there were this is where when people ask, you know, the the addictions on staff. This is why they'd get addicted to substances. Because unless they had the, the nutsack to say, look, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. And I'm going home. And I'm not coming back for the week. But imagine listening to this at home if you're Gary. It's just passive aggressive, non and, and Doug Goodstein. Absolutely. It's no. it's a circular saw. You'd be either, I don't know, you'd be <laughs> abusing some kind of drugs or alcohol, or you'd be uh, probably abusing your underlings. And that might be part of what Gary does when he gets back and just is like he can ro- let the shit roll downhill, it rolls off his back. It can still and- hurts him, but he can get his his back a little bit. You know what, too? We just did that Better Hoof part two or whatever, part three. Better Hoof. Yeah. <laughs> the hoof. So the hoof. <laughs> think about that. That was in the beginning of Sirius. Yep. And ev- he was floating around in bliss land and everything was so happy. And all the spouses were so happy. Everybody was thrilled and excited. And Howard was in a great mood. Well, that changed real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And I played the wrap up show segment of it. it. There's nothing really there worth the covering. Uh, but there is the following day when they talk about it a little bit on the air, what we'll do is we'll tack it onto a Beth secret stash volume and we'll, we'll cover it there because it doesn't warrant it. So it, there's not enough to warrant an old, uh, another episode, but yeah. it is funny because he's like, I didn't find it entertaining because no one would dish about this, that, the other, and well, they didn't find it entertaining. Maybe you should have got off the fucking phone. Yeah, and told your uh, beard to be a little bit more respectful. Yeah, bitch. Goofing on me. Yeah, I'm goofing on him somehow. <laughs> and whoever's not here, you're going to goof on. I'm not goofing on you. It's like, it's like, how dare you put me up in a hotel? Gee, I'm sorry. Don't provide for me. He well, never said, how dare you put me. This is all nonsense. First of all, he was, like, offended that they offered a hotel in the beginning. Ooh, yeah. What is this? We're putting them up in hotels. <laughs> now it's right. now it's this. I just and it's all made up. Well, the other thing is you you're supposed to tell your staff, listen, we are getting hotels. It's up to you if you guys want to take them. That's the way to do it. Not you're forced to do, go home, do whatever. And if we talked about this before, a boss that cares about his staff would say, Everybody go home. We'll make this up some other day. I'm not putting you through it. Right. That's it. Forget the hotels, save that expense, go do another day. Or if you want, Hey, go in on Thursday and Friday and make record pre-record some shows. Yeah. If things are shitty on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll come in Thursday and Friday. Done. Right. Get a couple back office people to be fake callers, which you ended up doing anyway, and then act like they're real callers for those Thursday and Friday shows and act like you're taking in calls and have somebody on the phones for those um, for those extra days that you're now off, but they're pre-recorded, the people on the phones won't have to know. They'll just say, yeah, I'll put you through to Howard, whatever. And then you put them on hold and never pick up on them because Howard's not there. You're playing a tape. No one's to know. Or how about just throw on, put your ISDN lines in. I don't know who did the wrap up show at the time. John Hine, Bowie. Both. Uh, yeah, both. Okay, them, yeah. fine. Give them some ISDN lines and have a full day of requests and let's have yeah. all the listeners call in their favorite clips that they want to fucking hear instead of this yep. shit and it'll be the best week ever yeah be a nice completely. palate my- cleanser oh yeah big time family put them in the hotel yeah i can't do that we can't leave our house we don't you have staff <laughs> why am i being attacked you asked me what you should do. I don't, don't have do the anything. options. Stay you home. Have. I don't know. The, I mean, I'm getting attacked by this fucking beaver face prick. Uh, Guys, uh, you're going to hate hearing it, but gaslighting, once again, uber gaslighting. It, it's, it's on a scale that I've never, in my personal life, I have never experienced this on such a level. of So oblivious, uh, like, obviousness. Oh, I have, but it's, it's really psychologically harmful. You have to walk away from it and take a break. Like you have to block the number, turn the phone off for him or whatever for a couple of days. Just be like, I am not dealing with this gaslighting right now. Like you are mental torture chamber. You do something wrong and you're the victim. It's like the most infuriating thing. And Julie is doing it on a smaller level, but it's the same. Yeah. I think so. Turn on the sub pump. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what do you want from me? I got enough problems. I got to get myself to work. <laughs> <laughs> then he last and he goes, I'm going to tell you 
who I'm in the middle of my whole fucking alarm system is going off my apartment because it's a piece of shit, which I'm having ripped out. <laughs> oh, yeah, and there's water coming in through the window. And I'm oh sitting there. So there's water coming in through the window. So you're telling me you're you're telling us the storm is affecting you adversely, shithead. Yes, there's water coming through his penthouse window, wherever the fuck he is, or Hampton's window, who knows? But I'm assuming yeah. the apartment. It's, and it's it's the apartment, yeah. I'd like to know what alarm system does he have? What is it like a fire alarm in a school? He <laughs> can't get it shut off. <laughs> Pots and pans <laughs> attached to fishing line over the door. <laughs> the cats keep jumping on it. Um, the the thing I'm is, I'm ripping the, it all out. <laughs> so you're 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 absolutely you're absolutely you're absolutely right about the whole gray rocking thing. What it is, is he, he took the night and he watched, he went on SFN dog shed, whatever else. Oh yeah. And he saw the fucking litany of stuff and he got pissed. That's why he's talking now, turning it into why am I getting attacked? Gary's not attacking him. They're not, they're defending themselves and in defending themselves, they have to explain, they have to expound and explain, no, you're being a prick. And oh, Goodstein yeah. would be the one telling him. Goodstein's not going to be afraid to tell him he's an asshole. Gary's not there. Gary has said nothing so far, guys. Nothing. Right. He's not called in. He's saying nothing. He's at home. I'm going to protect my family. And he's been shit on this whole time. And you're right. And I also think, see how he had those emails ready to go? He read oh, yeah. those emails 20 times in a row to the point where he knew <laughs> some guy was in jail. <laughs> He's just reading those over and over and over. Well, yeah, to maybe to even to make sure he doesn't fuck it up. But he, oh, you, could you, could you, him, you could see him. You could see him storming around the house, reading these what? out loud, mumbling to himself. Fuck you, fuck you, fucker! I'm coming for you with Ronnie. We're gonna be at your front door, and you'll see us through that. You know that Photoshop I've done. There, there. You're absolutely right. He's seething about stuff that's. N like gnawing away at him con like that circular saw inside his head like some people cannot get over these imagined slights perceived slights or actual slights and i can't imagine what that's like to be so involved in this imagine like it's not imaginary people are pissed off at him but it's real to them but it's not it's weird because you're in this it's in your head fight so right, it's like degree. you're still thinking about this like i thought yeah. we had like a uh, you move on in life sort of thing. I, I, it, it, I can't imagine being that tortured that you, you can't stop thinking about it. It is driving you nuts that you bring it up so much. It's weird. Well, yeah, the degree is it does. It's, it's, it's like taking a fucking flamethrower to a, a fly instead of a fly swatter or right. putting out some fly paper. What the fuck are you doing? And by putting the emphasis on this, you're actually betraying your real thoughts and you're showing that how much you're bothered by actual criticism. You're bought. It's the critic. It's not Gary so much staying home as it is the criticism on top of it. Cause they do not narcissists hate it. No, Cause it's true. Right. Yep. Oh. And then Gary calls and goes, uh, oh, both, uh, I'm going to give you a, a briefing on who will definitely be there tomorrow. I go, I don't care. Well, Steve Rondano, JD. I go, Gary. I can tell you who won't be there. Yeah, Me. I, yeah, I don't care. Goes, you do care. You gave it a fucking roll call. The first thing in this episode, first thing you did was say who was in studio. So you do care. So shut the fuck up. I'm so glad he came in to waste his listeners' time. Could you imagine turning this on and thinking to yourself, this is the third day I'm listening to this. Why? 
I guarantee they lost listeners after this. I guarantee after like just on principle, but also this is shitty radio. Not on the not on the principle fact. Just this is crap. That like, goes it's not for funny. anybody who can't stop talking about something that shouldn't matter. That doesn't right. matter to your listeners. That doesn't matter to anybody. <laughs> right. Jesus. But what do you mean you don't care? I go, I don't, if they're there, they're there. I hope they'll be there. If they're not, it's okay. Release yourself from guilt. By the way, I'm not mad that the guy didn't show up. I just <laughs> want him to leave me alone. <laughs> He's mental. I'm not mad at them. This, honestly, I'm I'm getting kind of like Groundhog Day-ish. Like, like you know, what 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 I'm going did I did I open this door or that door? Where where door did I just come out of? That's how loopy you get listening to this. Well, I sometimes when I'm listening to this, I go, wait, did we hear this already? Like in the last one? Yeah. Did we do this? Didn't we do this? I almost felt like saying that right now because I I'm so just well, weirded the fuck out by this whole thing. And Leave him alone. He's not there. What are you talking about in your head? Leave you yes. alone. That's why this is why it's so demented. I mean, you were like, excuse me, were we having an argument? Mother. <laughs> like, can you tell me what argument we're having so I can get caught up? <laughs> no one. Yeah, mother. Exactly. Norman Bates. You're right. We keep going back to these things. It's exactly that. It the is. voices in your fucking head. Uh, and you know what? Recently. Uh, in the clips that Braven and I just covered one breakdown and we got clips headed for another, maybe we'll record it next week. But Beth said recently, I, maybe you heard it. I hear him in my head when I have to go out or want to go out. I hear him in my head. And I'm like, that's the same thing he said about Ray years ago. That's a repetitive thing. She's stated over the years that mm-hmm. I already, I know what he's going to say. I already hear him complaining when he has to go somewhere. Remember everything from like that graduation party they went to that she knew he was going to ruin and the vacations that he doesn't want to go to California and it's going to be, you got to will yourself not to be sick and all this stuff. Like she can already picture the hell scape. She has to go through every little fucking second of her life. Yes. And in fact, and in fact, so, but that's what he wants. He wants his voice in everybody's head. And I, I arguably say, well, it's in our head. No, it's not in our head. When we focus on business, yes, we discuss it. But the rest of the week, we're not thinking about Stern. Not at all. I mean, no. I turn it on periodically and I immediately, t- I film myself listening to it. And it's always about <laughs> <laughs> some sort of dick quasi gay make your staff gay segment and i'm like oh god it's this eight o'clock in the morning yeah it's too much too much but look I, at all you had going on yeah i gave you were protecting your apartment yeah i'm, pr- yeah, I'm protecting my apartment <laughs> you have staff i didn't see any staff it was me and beth you're all alone when that alarm was going <laughs> yeah, off, yeah, right yeah <laughs> you have staff I go, okay, I have staff. I want to know where my staff is right now. I don't have a butler. Yeah, well, neither do I, fuck nut. Well, I'm staff. <laughs> Boy, if it- you have a butler. <laughs> the butler's name is Beth. I don't have a butler. Good one, Julie. Like, couldn't you even think of a clever butler's name, like Jeeves or something? You couldn't, like, nothing. Yeah. Well, you're asking Shuli to come up with something funny. Come on, Sam. You're, you're sooner asking, sooner ask, I don't know, Robin to lose weight or some shit. Come on. 
I, I mean, like, who's a famous maid or butler from like past TV shows? Think of something. Jesus, Shuli. How oh, long have you had? That... You've been sitting there quietly. <laughs> He's had five minutes to come up with something. Fuck. <laughs> Anger didn't come out. I like. Oh, I'm the angry God. one. In about two seconds, too. Oh my God. And it was like he presented. But he was yelling it at me too. And he was like, "You, you, somebody's at your house. Nobody was at my house." I don't. I don't know. You, you know what? Robinson has some problems. I don't hear her bitching once. She doesn't ever ask me what she should do. It was like a bunch of kids that were waiting for the school to cancel. Yeah. Right. And the school just wouldn't cancel. Yeah, right, right. And he was upset. <laughs> and that's exactly and they, and, it. Yeah, and they just got what pissed What does off. it take to make it stop? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what he wanted from me. This is category one. Oh, my God. Here's, here's... And as I predicted, it's it's bad. You know, the people with pow pow. By the way, where did you get... <laughs> Fred's winning with the Sharpie in his mouth over Shuli. Yeah. Yeah, so I noticed that that's a, that's something you almost rarely get on camera. But the sharpie in the mouth is how he would do that buoy impression. And it was and still stupid. That's awful. Um, but uh, but you're right. It's <laughs> better than anything for, else going on in that room. <laughs> an acid washed, well worn, well trod <laughs> Fred Norris <laughs> is funnier than a road comic who claims he's been doing it for however many a year, fifteen years. It's like dragging old Groucho out for one last yeah. encore for fuck's yeah. sake, and it still beats Shuli. <laughs> Howard, we're gonna be going <laughs> to a hotel, and uh, that was Why pretty not, expensive. Right? <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Get By the in way, today. of course you could. Where, where does Gary live? <laughs> Gary was without power before the storm even came. I know. I mean, it was like, it was like, what? You should move. Maybe that's the answer. Where the fuck do you live in, in like, 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 where? Guam? That's Gary right. goes, uh-oh, we just lost power. This was, My power was, was like 9 o'clock. Do you live in Guam? <laughs> <laughs> This is so stupid. It's like we have to entertain ourselves, Fillmore and I, to get through this. Oh my god! Well, like I said, guys, I I I wasn't listening at the time. I had to hear this like in pieces. Sometimes they'd have they would have this actually on YouTube a lot. Like all the Howard TV stuff would eventually make it on YouTube for a while at least. And then I'd be watching this and going, "Who's still paying for this? Not just the the Howard and on demand stuff, the HD the HTV stuff." Uh, what the regular show? It's not I worth know. it. I might start making hand puppets for us. <laughs> God, sock puppets, Jesus! It's morning, it was nine o'clock Monday morning. Yeah, it hadn't it hadn't started raining. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, like my parent, my mother called me, and uh, she had lost power. Uh, it's unbelievable, my mother. <laughs> she lost power. That she lost in the power. Dark well, I was something. calling, and I knew they must have lost power because the phone was ringing uh, over and over again, and then so, and I know they're home. Right. Where else are they going? So be? I got them. I wanted to get them a cell phone. They won't, they won't get one. But I get when I when I bought them their car, uh-huh. I got them a cell phone in there. So uh-huh. they run out to the car. They get the cell phone. And my mother, God bless her, she, it's probably the oldest, shittiest cell phone because she won't get a new one. She won't allow me to get a new one. She wouldn't know how to work it. And then she gets on. She's like, hello. <laughs> God, hold on one sec. <laughs> When she's on the cell phone, she can't even believe it works. Yeah, she's like acting yeah, like it's right. a tin can with a string. I go, yes, mom. And I, then I lower my voice. Yes, mom. 
How in was that you all called? Oh, dear. Yes, it was me, Mom. <laughs> we thought so. We don't have the power. Your father and I don't have any power. I said, I, 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 mean, I could hear her out the window. <laughs> they didn't need a phone. <laughs> yeah, I go, Mom, they won't get a phone. They won't get anything. They won't well, get a TV. At a point like that, don't yeah. they realize it would be so convenient to have a cell phone? The phone is working. It only rings downstairs. We can't hear it. You have to let it ring. <laughs> okay, so neither of us laughing once again, and we're not trying to, we're not trying to, you know, rig it so that we don't laugh. And the other thing is, what kind of social path brags about his parents not having power going down to a garage to call him i mean where are the contingency plans for his elderly parents i guess there were none <laughs> right and if they have no power and they have a cell phone that needs charging how are they going to charge it with no power and how are you going to communicate with them asshole ha, 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 ha. <laughs> yeah i go okay why don't you give me your cell phone number so i can call you no don't you have it? <laughs> no, I, I guarantee you Laura has all this information and this yes. dipshit yeah. has nothing. So you don't think he has numbers saved on his phone? He must. I don't know. He was ready to rip out his alarm clock system, whatever the fuck that Alar means. His, so his alarm system, yeah. And then um, they, they, they don't know how to use it. That's ironic considering you don't know how to use anything in your fucking house, including a washing machine, and a, which is now pretty much push button you know literally Ugh. is push and go the only thing washing machines don't do now even though you can preload them with soap is they don't load themselves with soap eventually yeah. that'll happen and and eventually the laundry will walk its way into the washing machine and you won't even have to do that yeah well that's what he's hoping for sooner than later and oh, big time i mean yeah he can't make coffee that was a bit remember that was a big segment last year Oh, massive! It, like, he was—he just—he split the atom when he figured that one out. How much water are you supposed to use? How much? What? And also, recently, you heard the latest episode with him uh, berating, talking shit about how, uh, Beth's pre-diabetes, right? Yeah. Uh, it that was made me made me laugh hysterically because they clearly are two fucking nimrods. What person in their fifties? She's fifty, or fifty-one. He's pushing seventy now. Mm -hmm. What person doesn't know you need fiber? What person doesn't know that you can't have just sugar? Well, in her head, all she cares about is not being fat. That's and right. This is what's worked for her thus far. Fuck the nutrition. I need to look like a skeleton. So uh, to please him, are you on board with me when I, th I think that it's all like he's given her passive aggressive comments about food that when she actually ate food back in the day and say you're, you're, you're putting on too much weight and stuff like that or, you know, being that controlling. I think and that's why she's controlling. like, I've got to maintain. I've got to maintain this figure because he likes them. He likes his women, you know, emaciated. I think it's that. And also he doesn't eat. So there's never a time where I think it's like. They're sitting down and thinking about meals together. Like, hey, what do you want? Do you want to go grab some? There's never any of that. So when are the two of them ever eating? So if he's denying himself food, she must also do the same. Otherwise, you'll get angry because I can't eat that. Why should you be eating that? Think about how he blew his stack over Lucky Charms. Yes. God, that was something else. <laughs> yeah, we don't want the power to run down on the phone. Hey, we're going to turn it off. We'll use it to call you. Oh, my goodness. I, I mean, all hell is breaking loose. 
Yeah, I for said, our okay, ears. If, uh, whatever. Yeah, big time. <laughs> I don't know what to do. So my head's spinning, and I'm worried about my parents, and I'm worried about this. And then Gary gets on with me. I'm going to give you a list of who is going to be present. Oh, fuck here gets off. All official. Uh, it's mechanism I'm time. Yeah, and I'm like, Gary, what do you think I'm going to do with that information? Really analyze it. Don't you want to know who's going to be there? Are you fucking kidding me? He, the first thing he did was read off the list about mm -hmm. who was here today. So yep, I guess that 15... information was a good segment. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, 15 minutes later, he's back to this again. 15 minutes, guys. Oh, he really cares about his parents with their with their garage cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, not really. But don't you need to know? He was like fucking in a panic. Like, don't you need to know? And I go, no, Gar, I don't. I said, please don't worry about it. I said, you're home, relax. Keep oh. your family safe. And if a tree falls, be sure to ch chop it down. <laughs> meanwhile, I was thinking about Gary. Gary, meanwhile, sorry about his family being safe. He's got this big fucking trampoline in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> and he wouldn't move. And on the news last night, there was some. I should have brought like a, a big stump in here. And every time he does a tree joke, I'll whittle something. I have a fucking <laughs> whole creatures everywhere made out of wood. Well, she, we should have our own sound effects for the uh, for the tree or something like that, like a wind chimes or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a great so. idea. <laughs> I can add them in post. Trampoline in his backyard that, of course, became like a missile. Right. Because the trampoline yeah, was airborne. Yeah. And, it, of course, it goes into his neighbor's house. Of that's what I said to Gary yesterday. I said, he's talking about, <laughs> you were talking about it hitting his house. Yeah. I was like, what about your neighbor? Oh, forget it. So then I'm, I'm like, and then this one guy's trampoline ended up in the phone wires. That was in Staten Island. Yeah, it took out wow. the phones. Yeah. <laughs> a trampoline. A giant trampoline is just hung on telephone on all the electrical wires. I'm on the trampoline. And that's why they don't have any power. Yeah. Yeah. And he's all worried about his family. So take in your fucking trampoline. That he doesn't do. I took in my lunches. <laughs> Quit being an asshole, Howard. This is a huge storm. <laughs> Wall Street shut down. All the schools in New Jersey are closed. Tons of other businesses are closed. <laughs> Or workers are working from home. Give Techno Beaver a break. I gave him a break. I don't know what he wanted from me. He was bothering me. Oh, oh, oh. Fillmore. Fillmore, I can't. I can't. We've just, it's the same thing. It it's the same yeah. conversation. This whole saga is the same conversation in his head over and over and over again with different sound effects. It's horrible. And it is horrible. I hate the fucking morons, adults, who don't take down trampolines when there's going to be a hurricane. What kind of fucking person are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like smoking a cigarette filling up your tank. <laughs> I know. What the fuck is wrong with you? There's going to be a hurricane. Oh, see that trampoline outside. I better leave it up just in case, you know, something just fun happens. Yeah, exactly. He had his choice, stay in the city or go home, and I didn't bust his balls at all. I just said to him, can I depend on you to be here? And he said, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know, what, what, what am I supposed You're to word it? You're saying something else. Well, that's the thing. I think in his mind, if you would have just said, are you going to be in tomorrow? Yeah, well, I'm sorry, I don't talk the way he wants me to. That's I'm not your mechanism. And why I've, get mad if it's just the same question, just directed in a different way? I've been a listener for 20 years. This is the first time I've been compelled to write. Howard and Robin were totally out of line the way they spoke to Gary. Another guy who was coddled. Guarantee you this guy doesn't have a good job. <laughs> Everybody, so, everybody's everybody, working at McDonald's and has mother issues, Fillmore. Right. That, does, that doesn't agree with him. And notice, so I, I started, it was one, it, the ratio was two to one. Now it's like seven to one. Yeah, it is. And 
it's so funny. He only can do ad hominem attacks that are imaginary. He yep. can't really, he can't delve into the issue that they're bringing up to him. Like, do you think maybe for five seconds, if this many people are bringing the same issue up to you, there's something there? No, they yep. all are part-time McDonald's workers fucking with mother yeah. problems. Fuck mm -hmm. off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, grifters know how to fucking work these people and these NPD people. And so it, um, it goes, it flies right into the, the, the path of, um, like mind control. Like he's already sort of made himself the perfect, uh, target for Marcy Turk by being this delusional. And she enhances that delusion by reinforcing the nature of like, Oh, the notion of, Oh, you're, you you do not need these people. You don't need the wrap up show. Fuck back office radio. This is all just extra bullshit. You are the star. It's like if Jerry, someone had told Jerry Seinfeld, look, get rid of Julia Louis Dreyfus and, um, and, and Jason Alexander and Michael Richards, and you'll have a way better show. It's Seinfeld so would have been off the air inside of a second. Yeah. Because Jerry's character is nothing without them. Nothing. He was the least interesting character. The, he was just, you know, he was George Burns. Gracie they, got all the lines, you know, like if you want to go into it, you, you need a straight man. Yes, it's true. But they're the, it's, they're, they're important only in the context of togetherness. When you tap, take away all these parts, they don't seem to be that, that important anymore. No, no. And you know what? Marcy Turk, I just realized this. She is like the Meghan Markle and Harry's like the Howard. Like, you don't need the royal family. We can go to California and make a bunch of money and be super popular on our own. You don't need these people. You don't need that family behind you. We could do it all by ourselves. But Come on, Harry. Harry on, let's go. Did, this is what I don't understand. Because you bring up, and someone mentioned that you, <laughs> what is this oh, woman yeah. bringing up so Meghan like, Markle all the time? <laughs> Yeah, and what does she look Buffalo like? looks like, yeah, because it has nothing to do with her look. She's a narcissist. It's a classic example. Listen to H.G. Tudor. He does a whole no, series no. on her narcissism. The, the person was asking what you looked like. Oh, I know that. But I'm saying because he assumes it's about looks like I'm threatened by Meghan Markle's looks. No, if she was oh, a I, I person see. who was pretty like Kate Middleton, then there'd be right. no problem. Well, I, I think Meghan Markle's attractive, actually. Yeah, not, so do not, I. Like she's, but, but the problem is her personality must be incredibly repellent based on the behavior we see. The, her behavior is abhorrent. Yeah. And so, I mean, like she goes in with Beth and with, um, well, not so much Beth, but definitely, um, what's her name? God, we cover, uh, Hilaria. Mars. Oh yes. Yes. Well, you want to talk grifts. I mean, Christ there, there's, there's no, there's no shortage of, uh, you know, candidates. I'm sure I'm missing a lot more offhand, but what I think was. Uh, the, the interesting thing with that is Harry didn't realize you're, if you're part of the Royals, like you're way like you, you by separating yourself from the Royals, you're, yeah, you are going to get some media attention. Absolutely. And he did, he did get a lot of attention for the split, if you're going to call it that. And then the controversy that comes from, oh, you know, the, the, the tabloids going, you know, William and, and, and Harry don't talk about each other. And yes, guys, I know we're talking about the Howard Stern show, but we're also talking about stuff that interest some of the listeners sorry and this is grift related yes. so that's that's where the comparison is uh, so don't get don't get your fucking panties in a bunch um so he but when that goes away all of a sudden now megan has to create more like controversy to further the grift or maintain the grift and when that stops happening and when you lose a spotify deal and money stops coming in all of a sudden you're left with a fucking piece of shit that no one really likes 
Not That's saying that right. Harry had a sparkling right, sparkling reputation beforehand. He was the Hellraiser wearing a fucking Nazi uniform at a Halloween party. True. So, you know, like, and, and the royal family is not exactly a shining beacon of fucking humanity. Um, but he didn't realize he should have stayed with them if for no other reason than they're the royals. That's exactly right. And just like Marcy buttered up Howard to say, you don't need all of these people talking all the time. You don't need these extra shows. What's back office radio? Fuck the wrap up show. We don't, right. we could just, it's gotta be about you and these celebrities. And that's, what's really going to make you shine. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Like, it's funny. He got the goodwill. Harry got the goodwill of being like a rebel kind of going, Oh, we understand it must be hell to live under that microscope, all that initially. That's what I felt. And then now, so now it's at a point where, oh, so you took this person's advice and she must've talked him into it. Like I guarantee she said, we got to get the fuck out of here. Her, her assertion that there was, she was treated as a second class citizen is probably right. But it was more likely because she was an asshole, not because she was black, but she made it into a black issue. Not that Prince Philip wouldn't be above making an awful comment back then. Um, Uh, There's plenty of history of that, but um it's it's just he got taken like Harry got taken and so did Howard by Marcy. Yeah. Plus, I think her idea of what it would be like to be a royal. It is a lot of public events that you have to cut ribbons, be polite, chat up nurses, go to schools, do these openings. It's not all Katy Perry land. Like you're not no, a celebrity there's... that way, but you have no. more respect for being a royal. She doesn't want to do any of that. She couldn't even in fucking two years put out more than 12 episodes by Spotify. Yeah. Call them grifters. No, there, there's a longer list for the royals of things you're not allowed to do than the right. things you're able to do. I mean, it really is very strict in terms of the the protocol. So, and and, and in, in similar, like in the parallel, Marcy created a list of what the staff can't and can't do. Yep. Started with the wardrobe, worked its uh, way down. D- like, like don't have, what was it? What was the one famous one? Don't have um, non show sponsored mugs on hand. Like not yep. things with other logos, which I guarantee came from him, not from her. It was that. And it was uh, the eating, like don't yes. eat at the areas or anymore, the work areas. And, mm-hmm. yep. you know, yeah. Unbelievable. Jesus. Sorry, guys. A digression, but you know what? Sometimes that happens. He's in a grown-up in my home. This is a guy who was very satisfied working like a dog for some <laughs> asshole who, and, uh, you know, takes off whatever day he can get off. Howard denied that. The, I'll tell you how my father got his job. My father was a radio engineer, which oh, was a, an okay job. Wasn't great. You know, f- back in those days, it was, you know, listen, he made a great living for a guy, you know, uh, who we grew up poor. Now he's saying he made a great living for a guy who got, got poor. But then when Ben dies, it's like, oh, he didn't make shit. Our house was worth this much. And I did the calc- the inflation calculator. I did all that shit. We'll talk about it, guys. But I want to let you hear all this crap right now in 2012. His flip-flopping on Ben is disgusting and despicable. Yeah. Considering Ben paid for his fucking college, his car, his gas money, yeah. uh, everything he wanted. And this it's th- that's what drives people up the wall. Yeah. And uh, he was so my father never missed a day of work. But this is what I grew up with. If he was being paid that day, he showed up. I mean, my mother would go crazy in blizzards. Remember when we used to have blizzards? Sure. Be my father would somehow get in. Well, he worked for a guy named Fortune Pope. It's uh, uh, 
uh, I've got the name here. It's not for, it's, the actual name is it's it's, it's it's Italian, but I'll get Fortunato. Right. Fortunato, yeah. Pope was a guy who owned radio stations. Very wealthy man. I think he owned the National Enquirer at the time, or he owned uh, he owned all. Yeah, that's my and cousin's the, middle name. <laughs> oh well, there you go. The, his his father was uh, Generoso Pope. So Generoso Pope Jr. became they became they they were pretty well healed actually. And um, there's actually still controversy going on with the great grandchildren uh, in the New York Post. You can find a couple articles about money being missing and what have you. And they had mob ties. The the senior had mob ties with Frank Costello, apparently. Well, it and, sounds the, the name sounds about right for that. <laughs> no kidding. All kinds of things. Very wealthy man, Fortune Pope. And my father was a lowly engineer. And one day this Fortune Pope calls my father and he figures, uh-oh. I'm in trouble. This guy, Fortune Pope. You never get to talk to Fortune Pope. Right. How does, why is he? No going? one talks to him. He goes, hey, what's your name? He gets Stern, right? And my father goes, yes. <laughs> he goes, yes, Fortune Pope. He goes, you never miss a day, do you? He goes, I thought. And, and, and then, uh, Very contrite, your dad. And then the Fortune Pope goes, where are you from? <laughs> All these are definitely the new teeth because he's making that fuck up that he never would have made with the old teeth. Yeah. Yeah. It's the second, it's the second time he did it, too. I've noticed it before. I just didn't say anything because we were on to something else. But he said something so full, full that it was yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> it drives me up the wall. No, no. So, so he says to my father, you're a union guy, right? He goes, my father goes, yes, I'm in, uh, I'm in Nabit. He goes, I've never had a union guy who, who didn't play. Like, you, you work too hard. These other guys, they, they don't, he goes, he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, Mr. Pope, I'm very honored to work for you. Uh, you know, he says, I tell you what, I like you. He says, I got a recording studio. It's not doing much of anything. I got nobody to run it. I want you to run it. I want you to be the, my father goes, well, I, I don't want to lose my place in the union. Pope liked my father so much just because the guy showed up every day. He says to him, I'll, I'll keep you in the union. I want you to run this this recording studio for me. Wow, Howard. So he they got to be in a union and they got the benefit of having a good job. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Jesus, this is running a little contrary to some things here. So he says, really? So, OK, my father goes and he goes every day and he's there, you know, Working his ass off. Good day's work. Pope comes to him and says, wow, you're doing some job. And you want to own the, the the recording studio? My father goes, oh, my God. My father never owned anything. Wasn't a businessman. Didn't know what Yeah, he let my like. father and his and the couple of guys who worked the recording studio buy it from him. So they'd have their own business. And he even kept my father, I think, for a while in the union to make sure that he wouldn't lose his benefits. Mm -hmm. However, it worked back then. My father put in a certain amount of hours as a recording engineer and as a radio engineer. Okay. And he took zero lessons from that. Yeah. <laughs> zero. Listen to the reverence he has for this Fortunato Pope and how he treated his father and what an amazing thing and what an amazing gift that was to his life. And he does nothing like well, that I'm for gonna his argue, employees. I'm I'm going to argue it's not a gift because what happened was he, in the end, he said, oh, because you seem to be dependable and I don't want well, this, yes, you're like, course. I'm going to, you still have to buy the fucking studio. Right. But there was opportunities and he also wanted to make sure that, okay, I don't, I want you to keep your union position right. because you, because 
it's like uh you so like if you work for the county for 10 years then you're in you're yeah you you get your retirement it doesn't matter how many years less or more you Let, do 10 years you're in actually now it's five okay it's five years but so yeah. he was making sure that that ben got to get all the benefits that he would yes working in that union that's a big deal howard hates no. unions of course he does that's that's the irony second of all you these guys working for Howard are not going to get the benefit. They've seen the benefit of working there however long, and it's not helped them. Perfect like example. With Bowie, with, Scott with Bowie, Salem yeah. was running a GoFundMe. Yes. For that, medical. Uh, and by the way, this also lends credence to the fact that Pope might have been a little mobbed up. <laughs> he, he, you know, who controlled the unions in the 50s? The oh, mob. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. So, like, don't worry about it. We'll worry, don't worry about the the union. We'll take care of your union issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. So that's kind of and Good I point. looked into it. I just you know I was thinking about it. the first thing that came up to mind is unions, Italian, that's right. money. <laughs> okay, guy, don't worry yeah. about it. We'll, yeah. we'll take care of it. And then eventually, my father left the union and 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 became the the president of his own business, and had the largest recording studio in Manhattan. That's how it works. That's it. You want this? Everyone goes, you're so fucking lucky. It's not luck. There's no luck. You are. You are very lucky, shit. It's not luck. It's well, hard even, work. Even people who look okay, I'm going to stop it right there, and I'm going to start playing that clip from 1992. One sec. Guys, I'm going to play this clip from March 92. Um, this is him talking about Aura recording, and he... He goes in and out of like poo-pooing Ben. I just want to hear the contrast between 2012 and 1992 and the same story. Anyway, uh, that underdog cartoon, that, they did that in my dad's studio. Did you know that? No. I should tell underdog lady that, although I don't know. Maybe that would win her over. Right. I used to go down and watch Wally Cox uh, make underdog. Yeah. Yeah, every once in a while I'd go down there and see it. I said, Wally. That's pretty fucking cool. I liked Underdog. <laughs> well, he poo-poos Ben's money and the amount of money he made. Meanwhile, at the time, in the, the, to do that studio work for television shows was huge money. So he can't have it both ways where he says, oh, Ben didn't make any money. He did make money. Clearly, he made fucking money. There's a lot worse ways to make money for, and a lot less of it that people were doing in that time period. Ask the factory workers how that's going. <laughs> Don Don Adams was doing audio there. Like Don Adams was doing yes. uh, voices for Tennessee Tuxedo, whatever. Yeah. Like Cox, I used to watch Don Adams do um, King Leonardo. Yeah. In Tennessee Tuxedo, he was Tennessee Tuxedo. Mm -hmm. My father's studio was uh, where they made those cartoons. My father had like a, re a recording studio. It sounds more impressive than it is. He had like five partners, and I don't know. Never seemed to make a lot of money. Where did the partner? See, never seemed to make a lot of money, and then 2012. He made a good living. He made a Which great living that yes. he had all these opportunities and he never owned anything. And now he had the most successful recording studio in Manhattan, but now he never made a lot of money. <laughs> Everything's Which is magic. A shithead. <laughs> Stole your it's word, like, Fillmore. Yeah. Here's Dick. Were they well, engineers too? Well, it's it's a whole long story. My dad kind of got into it in a weird way. My dad was a radio engineer for this radio station. Yeah. And uh, the guy who owned it at the time was Fortune Pope, who was the guy who owned the Inquirer, or his brother owned the Inquirer, Generalissimo Pope. <laughs> he called him Generalissimo. I it's like Generoso. 
like he really Americanized both their names. Isn't that yeah. so funny? He did Fortune Pope, Fortunato, yeah. and then yeah. General. <laughs> right. But it was general. Yeah. No, but it was general. So he never changed that. Uh, well, I know. Yeah. Yeah, you, you might want to changed it. Oh, he had to, yeah. Or something. Hmm. It was a pretty wild family when they named the kids. Right. <laughs> you know, I guess they knew they were going to be something. Fortunoso and Generalissimo, you know? Well, with that Pope last name, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you, but Bob Pope? <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm a Carol Pope from Rough Trade. There's <laughs> <laughs> loads. The Pope of Greenwich Village. Well, you got to get whacking. Yeah, so my dad worked for this guy. And he bought, he used to just buy stuff. He bought this dumpy kind of recording studio. Oh. Right. Dumpy now kind of recording. Now, now, mind you, you could be talking about before they turned it into something big, maybe it was dumpy. Who knows? Like, that that could be very well the case. But he's not making it sound like, you can't have all these people come in and it's a dumpy recording studio. No. And do you also notice the pace of his storytelling back then was much better? Oh, yeah. I mean, it had there's it couldn't get much worse than it is in 2023, but 2012 was a good indication of where it was headed. Oh my god, it's so it's on slow mo in comparison to what this sounds like. Right, right next door to the radio station. Uh -huh. You know, so we said to my dad, "Why don't you run it?" My father said, "Nah, I don't want to run it for you because I'm in the union and I don't want to lose my union job." You know, working on the radio. So Pope really liked my dad. Instead of letting him run the Inquirer, though, he let him run the uh, <clears throat> recording studio. He says, no, 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 you go run the recording studio and you can also stay in the union. You don't worry about it, okay? And, you know, if things work out, then we'll work. <laughs> you were right about the mob thing. <laughs> <laughs> you were right about that. <laughs> Do you like your lasagna, Kay? <laughs> <laughs> you want your no-show garbage jobs? <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite Sopranos episodes is when the union is striking and they got the rat out there and they're like, get yeah. back to work. Oh, God. Unbelievable. <laughs> Fucking start hitting it. people. <laughs> yeah. So my old man started running it and it was going really well. And uh, my father got together with five other guys and bought the studio. Oh. You know, and that's why I needed partners. Uh -huh. Plus, they were engineers also. Well, that's what I asked. Yeah. I wanted to know if he got together with a bunch of engineers and bought it. So it was five guys who uh, got together and... You know, bought this studio and tried to make a go of it, which they did. Yeah. You know, once he saw it was working out, he bought it. So, so he never made any money. So, if it was working out, that clearly means it wasn't a dumpy fucking studio. Oh, he's real poor, Fillmore. It's terrible. It's what a fucking idiot! What, <laughs> what kind of fucking shitty storytelling? Like, dude, stick a, stick with the lane. But you know what? Back then, you're so mesmerized by everything he did that you just didn't even catch those little things. And <laughs> most people Fuck didn't. It. But in 2012, Fuck you did. Fuck I was just hell. thinking of the time when Tony got in trouble with the Fed. So he started he had to start showing up to the office, the union office. And it was just like nothing going on there. Yeah, so he would just right. play with a paddle and a ball all day. And just like yeah. he had no idea what to do. <laughs> yep money off of it or anything you know we lived in roosevelt and stuff. My, my old man's house cost fourteen thousand dollars yeah but that was good then oh that was right there in the middle class that wasn't even good then <laughs> you know what i mean good house was like twenty eight thousand <laughs> i did the uh the cur currency convert the inflation converter under uh, the fourteen thousand according to that those dollars i think it was 1955 
uh, was something like 159 or 59,000 or 55,000 today. And so it was a cheaper house, but they were offering rates at the time. And now like an average house is something like 300, 350, something like that. Maybe more, maybe 450, depending. I think Roosevelt actually went, is, is higher than the median uh, cost of a house in New York state, in New York city. Well, obviously, because it's near New York City, it's going to be more expensive than it were if you were to buy a house in Buffalo, let's say. But right. you also remember he was in the army or something or was it the it's the army, right? So wouldn't he wasn't was there the some army, sort yeah. of wasn't there some sort of special GI rate for mortgages the, the or G- stuff like the GI Bill, yeah, I believe so. And it was basically to allow you to get a foothold into starting your life once you're out of the service. Oh, how nice for them. I'm so glad they they continued on with that. There's not a lot of homeless veterans around, are there? <laughs> <laughs> My old man, he'd rather travel an extra 50 miles just to get that house for 14000 But uh, God bless him. Hey, he owned his own business. There you go, Robin. He didn't work for somebody all of his life. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and to this day, I don't think my father could stand that whole business. You're kidding. Well, he liked it. He he would run the studio and stuff, and the other guys were all the, you know, the, my father stopped engineering after a while. Uh-huh. Because someone had to run it. Someone right. with a business mind. His partners just didn't have a business mind. They were all, like, artists, creative artists. Oh, really? Yeah, it was one of those things. So, you know, he started running it, and then his partners all became the creative artists. And, which my father didn't mind, but I... I don't think he was generally appreciated for his business skills, which kept those guys going all those years. Well, maybe. Well, the way you carry on about him, you don't appreciate him for those business skills. Basically, Ben kept, he ran the books, and they did the the grunt, the, the engineering duties, basically, left it to them. And or whatever creative ideas that they toss back and forth to each other to keep it going, keep new clients coming in, whatever. Maybe they were probably, sales he, pitch people. Maybe, yeah, and he called the shots, basically. He was probably going to be the the okay guy, and he wanted to make him, and, and good on Ben for making a, a, a and making himself his, making his own way. That's fantastic. And even if it was dumpy or not dumpy, nobody was doing anything in it. Like that Fortunato Pope said, Ben got in there, and they turned it into the most successful recording studio. So how well, is this a bad well, story? Well, according, <laughs> according to Howard, that's what, this Fortunato for, Fortunato said, but it's it, it like clearly if it was making if if Ben saw that it was making money, it wasn't dumpy. It was doing business. He wouldn't have bought it. That's so true because how ha- because remember any good financial move Howard has made in his life has come from the advice of Ben. Yeah, Ben is not going to go into like a maybe operation. He'll buy a turnkey operation if he knows that there's money to be made. He wasn't just going to go in and take a, a you know, like take, it's not like he's going to start stand up out of nothing like Shuli and right. then think he's going to make it. He he wants a sure thing and he might have to work really hard. <laughs> Come to think of it now. <laughs> Would like a much better standard of living growing up. But anyway, 619-923-K-ROCK, W-Y-S-P-W-J-F-K. But they, one of the cartoons, it was a really big studio, too. That's what I couldn't figure out. It was supposedly the, the highest billing studio, the largest studio in New York. Yeah. Or well, well, there you go. It wasn't dumpy at all, you fucking idiot. Anyway, I hate to keep hammering that point. But guys, that's, that's you know, where you get this fucking story. The storytelling becomes a little bit suspect every time he, he tells it, like everything else in his life. But you know what also 
I was just thinking about this. How do we know what is even the truth from this? Like we can glean from what our biases are and what we think and kind of pick and choose what we think is the right story. But mm -hmm. he colors everything in such a false narcissistic personality disorder light that we really don't know. <laughs> no, and maybe we'll maybe maybe we'll never know in, in fact. So it's all a matter of uh, it's all a matter of conjecture, I suppose. But the whole thing is that the one indefensible, the one sorry, un, un, un unassailable point is Ben made a life for him and his family. He mm -hmm. paid Howard, he got he paid for Howard all through his life and probably bailed him out sometimes that we're not aware of probably gave him a good bit of money for his first house too, as a gift. I'm certain of it actually. Um, and, and, you know, and he, and gave him advice, free legal advice every time you need to do something, business advice. Yes. And he was part, he was a willing participant for all the shit he put them through on the show and they loved it and they were happy mm -hmm. to support him. And yep. He and he served our country, which is more than I could say for this stolen valor shithead. Yeah, and with one eye, apparently. <laughs> Though he doesn't want you to remember that he said that. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this one, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. We'll be breaking them up again. The next one episode will probably come in another six weeks or so. So yeah, keep keep the razor blades away. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, guys. We love you. I want children. Oh, no. <laughs> I Can want, you stop this? I'm going to poke a hole in all your rubbers tonight. <laughs> oh, you fuck. I want to have the Stern Empire. Can't we stop talking about this? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Grandma Stern. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want another grandson. Grandma Stern, how are you? I know you got hit by a car and died. Are you talking from heaven? Are you talking to me from heaven? Oh, Miss Sugar, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs>